0: Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it. Hey man, welcome back to the Midnight Hustle. It's yours truly Diehard Derek Gordon. I know it's been a minute, but you know what? I've been working on some shit. And I guarantee you're going to enjoy every minute of it. But, you know, I've said it before. I've been in this game a long, long time. As a matter of fact, September is going to make 30 years that I'm actively involved in professional wrestling. There were some high times. There were some low times. And I told you, man, I, I, I was convinced Die Hard was dead. Die Hard was done. I wanted nothing to do with professional wrestling anymore. It boxed me into a corner that I almost couldn't get out of. And then what happens? I have a 16-year-old son. He's going banana-flavored ape shit over professional wrestling. And guess who's got to come back to life? Come out of the grave. So recently, I've been hitting up a lot of independent shows. I've been trying to meet the new talent because I've been off the grid for a little while since running NWA Cyberspace back in the days. But you know what? Now that I'm back, I'm starting to see that the game has changed. I mean, the landscape is completely different and I've actually become a big fan of some of the new talent out there. Now, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Diehard, you're the guy who fucking criticizes everybody. You're the one who says they killed the business. But you know what? I'll be very honest with you. Today, I'm going to bring on somebody who I have the utmost respect for, because I can tell you a hundred times, oh, I saw this person. I saw that wrestler, this female wrestler, and, and, and they're good. They, I, I like their work. This one, I'm a legit fan. You might have seen her shine this past weekend, number 71 out in Clearwater. You may have seen her generation championship wrestling during the Diamond Cup and all the other events. You may have seen her mission pro wrestling and even at No Peace Underground doing hardcore deathmatch wrestling, which we're going to talk about a little later. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the future superstar, the man-made monstrous, Kelsey Reagan. Thank you for joining us, girl. What's up? Hey,
1: uh-huh. hi. Thank you for having
0: me. Man, I can't... I- like I said in, in the intro there, um, I've been doing this for quite some time. When I meet somebody, I'm like, hey, man, good stuff out there. I, I enjoy your stuff. You've got something special. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass, Kelsey. I, I'm, I'm dead ass about this, all right? I, I, I observe talent. I watch talent. And I look for certain things. And, and I guess in professional wrestling, they would call it that it factor. Um, you know, there's a lot of pretty girls out there. There's a lot of girls who are pretty and can work. There's a lot of girls who do the, you know, the basic moves, you, you can see it coming. they're all about the, oh, it's just me, I'm so cute. And I, you're different. You have something. And, you know, over the last year, during the pandemic, WWE has been under a lot, a ton of scrutiny about the major releases that they've done. And I hate to be an <laughs> asshole about it, but when you look at the list of a lot, maybe 85% of that list, you can say, oh, I saw it coming. Because they didn't have the commitment to what they were doing. I'm not, I'm not talking about the wrestlers per se. It could have been creative. But when I see you, I saw something different that I definitely want to talk about. Before we get to that, though, tell me a little bit about where you were trained. I heard that uh, you were part of the three Team 3D Academy. Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I started training at Team 3D in 2017. Okay. Um, I had to leave for, I left for about seven months um because I I have ran into some financial problems I had to go back and live with my mother it happens um so yeah but I came back about seven months after I started um yeah Team 3D I went to my I trained with Gangrel in Miami for about a year as well
0: so you you've got it's not like you went to a hole in the wall, like, hey, I run a wrestling, so I got a ring in the back. It hurts when you bump on it, but give me $3,000 and we'll call you a wrestler in six weeks. You went and you've got a legit hall of famer. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, the reason why I want to know and let you tell people where you were trained, is because when I saw you in the ring a couple of weeks ago, I was convinced you had been in that ring 10 or 15 years. I was convinced that you had traveled the world and you brought back that knowledge that you had picked up everywhere you went. The reason why I say that, Kelsey, is because not only have you committed to the character that you've created, but you, I know that you weren't a fan growing up, but whatever you've studied, you've taken a perfect blend of the athleticism of professional wrestling and a little splash of what the sports entertainment, which is their big seller these days, but you do it in such a way. I mean, when I see you work, I I saw a little bit of Bret Hart. I saw a little bit of Tully Blanchard. I saw a ring technician out there who not only worked the crowd, but worked her opponent. It wasn't the whole thing about, hey, we're in the back. You do your spot, I'll get my shit in and then the comeback. uh, It was, you Mm -hmm. cut the ring off in half during your tag team match. You distracted the referee in ways that females don't normally do it. You basically work like a dude. I mean, it shocked the shit out of me that I was literally just in awe of your prowess inside that ring. what did you, Is this something that you learned in, in the Team 3D Academy? Or is this something that you developed over the course of time?
1: Um, I mean, I've definitely improved over, so in the last four years or so. I mean, I've definitely improved. I look back at my first matches and I'm like, I had no character. <laughs> um, so I think that was where I was lacking and um I mean, I, I still have room for improvement. I'm totally not perfect, but I've I've definitely gotten better over the years. But having Devon and Gangrel and, um, you know, Billy Gunn too, like I trained with him for a little bit. So having those people behind me has definitely helped. Um, and like you said, like, no, I'm, I didn't go to like some backyard where they had a wrestling ring. Because to me, that is super, super dangerous. And I don't want to be the one responsible for hurting someone period. So I, I knew if I, if I was going to train, like I was going to train with the best.
0: Now, speaking of training, I understand that, that your first year there, first year training, not necessarily wrestling, your first year of training was a little brutal um, in terms of bullying. I know you might've been a little underweight. The bumping was hurting you like crazy at yeah. what, any point. Did you think like, maybe this shit isn't for me?
1: Um No, no, because I think like all the bullying and being told that like, you're not made for this, you can't do this, you're too tiny. I think it just kind of lit a fire under me even more for for you to be like, tell me no. Well, I'm gonna tell you that I can, I'm gonna show you that I can and I'm gonna do it way better than you ever could. That's that's always been the type of person that I am. I love
0: that, that's where I came with the name Dial, because I was always in the business of proving people wrong. And Mm -hmm. I, I, like I said, when I saw your match, Again, I'm amazed. It's only been three, four years that you've been in the ring, but you took control of your matches. And now, granted, you know, everybody calls spots in the ring, but when mm-hmm. when things are slowing down or your partner may not be delivering the way that they should, or we might have missed a step, you took it in your hands saying, We're going to get this shit back on the track. We're going to get it going. You grabbed them, snugged them in the corner. You made sure they were protected, they were safe. You made sure that you went over your steps and the crowd never knew what was happening. But again, the, the, what, what just got me was this past week in the shine, you wrestled double dude. You had your singles match against Casey Lennox. And then you went on tag with, with, with Vipers against the Hex. But in that tag match, holy shit. What I saw come out of your performance there just had me blown away. I haven't seen wrestling. Now, again, I'm an old man. I grew up on 80s wrestling when people really thought it was real and shit like that. They would go and stab the wrestlers because of the heat they would draw. I saw that come out of you. I saw you own that ring Cut it off. Keep your opponent in your corner, distracting that referee, making sure that Chelsea was out there with with the kendo stick and and, and getting her shots in. I mean, you worked like like you're a veteran. I mean, what? again, I, I bring this up because today is so sports entertainment. It's so overly produced. It's scripted. It's paint by numbers. What I saw from you looked authentic. And I just wanna know where that came from because to my understanding, you were never a big wrestling fan. It's only recently that, that you really got into it. And like, oh yeah, I could do that shit, but you do it like the best.
1: I mean, I try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, don't be I modest, try. it's all right. <laughs>
1: um, n- you know, I just, I feel like I have, I, I don't like bragging about myself and like oh I'm the best but yeah, I feel like I'm I have like a natural like I, I'm a natural at this in my opinion that's my personal opinion I'm a natural and I also like the past four or five years since I decided that I wanted to do this like I've put my everything into it so dedication
0: so like I meant, we mentioned before, not a big fan growing up. What what did you watch in order to say, all right, I'm going to steal that move. I'm going to grab a little bit of this. That's smart. Let me grab that psychology there. What kind of taste, what kind of matches do you study?
1: Um, you know, honestly, I've watched a lot of indie stuff. And I, like, a, lo- a lot of people will tell me that's bad because there's bad habits on the indies and stuff like that. And I get it, but I love the indies. <laughs> I love any matches, so um, I don't know, I just, I go on YouTube, um, <clears throat> I do watch a little bit of AEW as well since they started, um, yeah, I mean, I think Paige really inspired me, so I watch a lot of her matches, um, Liv Morgan as well is one who, I love her wrestling, I love her her look and her just all, overall, like, it's, Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Like I said, a big fan. I I went back and I looked at some of your other work. And when I'm pulling up Kelsey Reagan, I started seeing um, that you were involved in death matches. Now I'm like, all right, hold up, time out. She, she's three or four years into her career. She's got a great look, got a great gimmick, but she's busting light bulbs over her head. How did you get involved with the death matches? Why would you want to get involved in death matches, and how do you think that's gonna help you move along? Granted, people pay for that shit; they want to see, especially from women now. But I mean, do you think that may end up down the road hindering your opportunities with a bigger promotion? Who's like, look, we're we're more about the entertainment value. I don't, I don't need you gushing over here with a with a light tube of light bulb coming out your neck.
1: Um, I mean, I definitely have people who tell me to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I know several female wrestlers who have done death matches and, you know, they're in NXT and WWE. Like, you know, I just think you have to do it with, like, a certain amount of responsibility. Like, you can't go out there and just be like, yeah, like, let's just do all this kind of crazy stuff. Like, you got to know what you're capable of and what your opponent is capable of and you know don't be dangerous about it but i will say like i don't do them very often okay. because afterwards i'm normally in some pain <laughs> so i can't i can't wrestle as much as i would like to when i'm like sliced open i don't understand how those guys do it but the guys who do death matches like every week that they're, they're beasts was awesome. you
0: Approach to do the death match? or Were you like, hey, I, put, sign me up. I want to do that shit.
1: So I actually, when I first got into wrestling, um, I started like watching death matches on YouTube. And I was like, these people are psychos. I don't want to do that. But then I kind of do. <laughs> like, it was just like that kind of thing that's like, this scares me, but it also really interests me. But I, I, I wasn't sure that I could ever be able to do it. But then I, and then um, probably about a year ago that I went to a No piece underground show at Soundbar. So it was my first live death match. And I just, I saw how like, the cr- like into it the crowd was and just like the atmosphere. And I, I, I really, really loved it. And I'm like, you know what, I wanna try it one time i to try one time, and if I don't like it, then you know I'm I'm not gonna do it again. But at least I did it, so I approached them, um, and yeah, it it went from there. And I've only done like three, yeah, I've I've only done three death matches. i didn't do it.
0: Card already. <laughs> that takes a toll, man. And the thing is, you know, a lot of times when people do death matches is because they've got a limited sk- uh, skill set. They're they're on the verge of being irrelevant. So this brings them back into the spotlight um but in your case like I said you're just starting out you still have the whole world ahead of you especially the way you're working so to put yourself in a position there where you can end up scarring yourself up I mean did you see other female death matches like oh well she did it I got this um
1: <clears throat> I mean yes and no but i I just I don't know it's kind of different because like I didn't really compare myself to like other females doing it. I know there wasn't like a ton, but I'm like, it's just, it was just something that I wanted to do. So why why would I not do something that I wanted to do? Because I'm scared that it's gonna hinder myself. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not great with words either. It but sounds like you're
0: more of an adrenaline junkie. Of like, well, I wrestled. They're wrestling.
1: I really, really wrestling. am.
0: Okay. I right.
1: I really am. <laughs>
0: But I'm telling you, I'm dying to see. Are, are they still uh, running shows? The no, no peace underground.
1: They are. Um, they're not doing shows at Sound Bar anymore because okay. um, they, they lost that venue. But now they're they're traveling, so the majority of their shows right now are outside of Florida. So,
0: well, speaking of outside of Florida, I know when you were getting your start in the business, that was, that was your big goal. I want to wrestle everywhere but Florida. Like that's my home base, but I want to get noticed. Have you achieved that goal? Because I know you're getting bookings in Jersey, you're getting bookings in Texas mm-hmm. now. On, um, but do you feel like people are starting to take more notice of what you bring <laughs> to the table? And like, hey, tell me about your booking information. I'm sending you a ticket. I need you on my show.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like it's been um, gradual, though. But it's it's been it's been growth at least. I am getting more states,
0: that's, that's, and it's great because. I think one of the biggest things that that the independent workers don't work on and don't focus on is how to get noticed everywhere else. Obviously, when you're in your home state, look, I trained here, I've got friends here, I pop up to the local shows, my gear, my, but you know, you're not gonna travel state to state to state hoping to get a booking. What were some of your secrets saying, hey, put me on the map, get my work out there, get my name, and my reputation out there so that other people can start saying, We need her on my card?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I, I just, I send out a lot of emails to, um, promoters and different companies. Um, honestly, I get ignored a lot, but I, that's just part of the business. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I try not to let it get to me. Um, but you know, some, some people respond and there it goes from there. So I think the more that I'm getting out and the more promotions that I'm working, it's, exposing me to other promoters who may not know about me and you know it's a it's a gradual thing We're working on it
0: technically you're still being new to the business how have you mm-hmm. felt the camaraderie in the business i mean obviously you make a lot of friends you're on the road you share locker rooms with a lot of girls you know you create bonds but then also you also create some frictions you some people that mm-hmm. see your work they're like i can do better than that or she took my fucking spot or how have you been able to ride those waves with the non- uh, I'm, I'm trying to put it in a, in, in a good way so nobody gets buried but you know there's backstabbing in this business people want their spot people feel threatened by that spot that's something that never goes away in professional wrestling how have you been able to maintain relationships and that camaraderie in the locker room
1: um I feel like I've always had kind of like a, a good judge of character like in general so I mean, I don't know. I don't really try to go out and like see everyone as like my best friend. Like, I still know that this is a profession and there's going to be a lot of people who don't like me. And um, yeah, so I just I kind of if I vibe with someone, then, you know, we'll we'll form a a bond maybe. But, you know, if they don't like me, I personally don't care. Like, it's not going to stop me from doing what I need to do.
0: Have you ever been around or been found yourself in a situation where somebody's trying to sabotage your performance or or your booking?
1: Yes. Yeah, well, I don't know for sure because there's just there's a lot of like hearsay in the business too and people will be like, "Oh, well, they said this and they said this." And so you don't really know what's true or not um but i i have heard that some people have been like oh don't book her because this and this and um i mean thankfully like i feel like me like my character um just my character or the person just kind of shows itself you know so even people are trying to sabotage me like my character speaks for itself you know
0: yeah and the funny thing about your character which is definitely something i want to talk about so it so it, it's medusa inspired right Mm-hmm. but the commitment that you've put into that character, it's more than a costume. And like I said, I see a lot of talent out there like, oh, this is me. This is my gimmick. I'm, I'm a cowboy. Yeehaw, you, you get it, right? <laughs> cowboy, it works, right? You, on the other hand, though, it's almost like you live that. Almost like it's an extension of who you are. And I don't know, I, again, this is the first time we've ever spoken, so I don't know what you're like in real life, but when you're in the ring, you are Kelsey Reagan. You are that Medusa character. I mean, whatever you're wearing, it, it's I don't know if you ever seen the, the movie um, uh, Pacific Rim where these guys, they get into the, in the machines or whatever they do, the, the machine ends up doing or the monster ends up doing. But I see that in you, that once you get into that gear, once you get that crown of snakes, once you get on in, in, into your outfit. You get into that ring, you become that snake. You become a serpent in the ring. You become that person that I got to fear because I don't fucking trust this Mitchell right now. I don't know what she's capable (laughs) of. And I, I, I again, the believability of that character is what took me. Your ring work is what just floored me. So tell me a little bit about developing that character. And I hope you don't mind me bringing it up. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I understand the character might've been... um, based on some past trauma that you've experienced that Mm -hmm. that's something that you would go out and say hey this is how I want to get around it and make a success story out of it
1: yeah um I mean it's I still feel kind of uncomfortable like talking about that like it's just so like a weird thing but um about a year ago I was um sexually and physically abused by this man so and I had some past trauma with men before, but I think like last year when this happened to me, like it just, it I shut down and I was at my breaking point and I'm like, I hate all men, <laughs> all men. I hate them and I want nothing to do with them. And um, I was by myself, actually those, this was like two years ago, I'm sorry. Um, so I was by myself for a really long time and I'd sworn off all men. And um, my current boyfriend, who he's amazing, um, he pursued me for months. And I'm like, leave me alone. I hate you. I hate men, whatever. And um, he was respectful about it. And he he wouldn't say, he took my no as a, okay, thank you. Yeah. I'm going to back off. But I'm still going to check in on you every now and then and see if right. you're still interested. Uh-huh. And um, eventually, like, I, I... I appreciated his respects and his patience with me. And we've been together for almost a year now. So
0: And, and if I'm right, he's a wrestler as well, right?
1: He is. Yes. Wheezy T. The yeah, man. Shout out to him.
0: <laughs> Again, love the gimmick. The whole asthma pump thing. I'm like, all right, I get it. I dig it.
1: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay.
0: <laughs> You're like, yo, dude, come on. Fucking step it up.
1: <laughs> I'm like, just breathe. It's not that hard.
0: <laughs> but but it's what you mentioned that the whole I hate men thing and and um I had approached you at the GCW event and you were you were at your gimmick table and stuff like that and I always want to go pass a card by you and, and I don't know how you're doing today but it was like hey Kelsey and you gave me this look I don't know if you were in gimmick but it was like the fuck do you want and I'm like yo oh, card I just I here you go I hit you bye <laughs> it was like uh, yo you were the last person I thought I was gonna respond to my email put it
1: that <laughs> way. I'm so sorry, I I think I have a resting bitch face in general. Mm-hmm. I've always been told that even when I was a kid, like people would be like, what's wrong? Why are you mad? And I'm like, I'm not mad, like this is my face. Um, but I think on show days in like particular, I'm like kind of in the zone and like I'm focused on my match and I'm worried about like everything that could possibly go wrong and how to prevent um, that. So like, I don't know. I think I come off as even more of a bitch on show days and I, I don't mean to. So okay. I, I definitely apologize. No,
0: don't worry about it. I said, I was like, and when you responded, I was like, no, not her. It was like, she must have like a, like an assistant. Like, yeah, we'll take the booking. But, um, um, but again, Getting back to the Medusa thing, it's ironic because the Medusa character was known because she had been abused, and that was her punishment to all mm-hmm. men. She, you know, hid out in her cave and was just like, Oh, now you want to enter my cave Well, bam, fuck you, now you're stoned. Um, it's it's ironic that you take it, but I feel like there's almost a redemption in that character. That for everything that you've been through, you're proving them wrong. That 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 maybe for all those years, men have been trying to break you down, destroy who you are on the inside, destroy that confidence level in you. And here you are traveling the world, becoming numerous champions and and, and numerous promotions going out there, striking and fighting with with almost the wrath of, of, the hell behind you with everything that you've got. I mean, I've seen it there. And, and for you to bring that character together, it reminds me, and obviously, because there's, there's snakes, it reminds me of an early Jake the Snake, not the one he was, that was popping for kids and selling ice cream bars and foam snakes. I mean, the first one that DDT Ricky Steamboat on the floor, you're like, I don't like this guy. I don't trust him. And um, <laughs> again, the success story that, that you've had and, and everything that you've overcome have made you so much more powerful once you step through those ropes. So shout out to you for everything oh. that you have achieved, man. Because I am so looking to see when you have this mastered what it's going to become. Now, mm-hmm. how long ago did you become part of the coven? Um, <clears throat> uh, two months ago, maybe. Let's really?
1: see. I think was it was soon. A- yes, yeah, six shine sixty. 60- Eight, i oh, think great. is when they kidnapped me um and then shine 70 yes so shine 68 they kidnapped me and then um for at shine 70 i presented myself under the cloak as part of the coven so
0: were you already doing the medusa gimmick before being part of the coven
1: yes i've been you doing were- the Medusa thing for about a year now
0: what you, the three you got going on, and again, you stand out as the workhorse of the trio. The other one, the other, Chelsea and Vipers, super talented. But it's mm-hmm. almost like you go in the ring, you take the bumps, you, you become that ring general so they can do their sneaky shit on the outside. And then they'll tag <laughs> in, they'll get their big spots like Chelsea, we, Kelsey, we need you back in here to handle this shit. And it's just like, it, it's amazing. Um, Watching your match against the Hex and the way the three of you have worked, how much interest has there been from now i'm not gonna say the major promotions because obviously we know vipers and we know chelsea have done uh, some stints on aew dark guaranteed i'm gonna be seeing you on tv too that's why i need to get that interview in now because before you're like yo you gotta go talk to the office but um how many people out there have seen this unit as the coven what has developed to be? be like my god this faction this female faction is something that we need on our shows
1: I've actually, I've since The Shine Show, I've had a few people reach out to me saying that they want to book us as a faction. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see where it takes us.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys got a real good, I mean, you work fluidly as a team. There's times where you see people together and they're paired up and it's just like, ah, they're off key or they... They really, they're probably not even friends. The promoters are just like, you two look good together. Go, go work. Um, but you guys work as a unit. And the harder that each of you work, you lift the other ones up. And again, like I said, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that on in the indies in years. It's been a long, long time. I used to run the NWA cyberspace shows in Jersey. We're talking like 15 years ago now. And I was using TNA talent, people who were, who were getting T, uh, TV time. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking fashion on TV. Do the same thing here. What's wrong with you? You girls have this, it's a gift. And I just wanna, like I said, commend you girls and everything that you have done and on, on, onto where you're going. Speaking of which, like I mentioned before, Vipers and Chelsea have already had these little stints. They've had a little shine in AEW dark. Has there been interest in maybe you getting a, a spot or, or, uh, or uh, you know, a TV opportunity?
1: Um when is this going to be airing?
0: <laughs> I will say in the next couple of days, but I ain't gonna say nothing. So just say if it's happening, you know, maybe blink twice. So it's just like
1: <laughs> okay, just keep your eyes peeled. That's all I'm gonna say. Just keep your eyes peeled.
0: <laughs> good.
1: Very very soon. <laughs> you know,
0: again, you've you've got the perfect character, the perfect look for television. It speaks volumes. Um, I've got a good friend, you may know him, Greek god Papa Don. And uh, yeah. Papa Don, it, it, he's, he's. Uh, I've made him champion a long, long time ago at NWA cyberspace. And he is one of those journeymen who have conquered the Indies. But he is probably the greatest unsigned talent out there today. Who's been working so long and, and in his 40s, it's like, give him a fucking break already. You're at that point now where I see that similar, where this is a talent that somebody, I don't know if, if and maybe you will be on AEW Dark sooner than later, only you would know. But, <laughs> but this, I'm, what I see in you is something that people need to grab now and invest in that for the next 10, 15 years because holy shit, you got it, kid.
1: I, I mean, I'm definitely trying. Um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be in five years or so. I'm, I mean, I hope... All these kinds, but uh, I'm. I think I'm just enjoying like every step of the way.
0: Now you've also done some intergender matches. I, I understand. Is that right?
1: A few, yeah.
0: What, what do you What do you think about those? Is it, is it by choice or is it an opportunity for you to get in there and say, "Hey, I want to tussle up with with, with some tough guys, and and get my get that feel of, of some harder action." Listen, the girl, I've seen you lay some shit in. Your forearms and your kicks are for real. I'm not fucking with you. All right. I don't know if you got a martial arts background, but you're stiff as fuck in a good way. Like I, you're believable, um, but maybe getting into the ring and exchanging with a male is that something like part of your your death uh, death match? What is it? death matches right? Bucket list that you are mm-hmm. like? Hey, let me get in there and go wrestle some guys too.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I know some people are weird about intergender. Mm-hmm. I personally don't have a problem with it because you know it it it's a scripted fight. And we all know that, you know, it's, it's 2022. Um, it's not like, you know, I'm going to, and also if I'm going to do an intergender, I feel like it needs to be believable, a believable intergender. Like I'm not going to get in the ring with someone who's like five times my size. Right. Uh, normally when I have intergender, it's with a smaller guy. So right. it makes sense. But at the same time, like he's not beating the shit out of me, you right. know, because- right that it's not it's not a real fight um but yeah i think especially with my character and everything like i have to fight men you know i can't i can't be a madura that just fights women that's
0: what i that's where i was going with this is like well like you get a man in the ring like motherfucker you know how much i hate men Okay, come on let's bring it Mm -hmm.
1: and and i I definitely lay my my uh, my hits in extra hard when I'm working men.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've seen it. I've seen it against the girls. Like, god
1: damn, girl, like shit. But yeah, in my what, what, opinion, in my opinion, the women hit uh-huh. way harder than the men do. Really? And I don't know if the men are you know taking it easier on me because I'm mm. a woman, and that's possible. But um. I, I don't know. I've watched men fight each other, like wrestle each other. And um, I I just it looks to me like their strikes aren't as brutal as the, the ladies. And I think that the the women just come in and they're like, we have to prove ourselves because we're women, because we're smaller. We have to hit so much harder. So, yeah, there there's a lot of girls I've been the ring with that I'm like, damn, like she's she is being my ass and I love it.
0: <laughs> Who's been some of your toughest opponents, female-wise?
1: Uh, ooh, um, Lexi Gomez. Okay. She she hits super super hard. Um, AK and Marty Bell the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they Casey Lennox too. When she was giving me those clotheslines, she was knocking my head off. Yeah, she's Shawn- a thick
0: girl. I saw it. Yeah, she she wasn't yeah. giving me the hook. It was pretty stiff. They were coming in hard.
1: But so I mean I trained with Casey at Devon, so uh, mm-hmm. we we know how each other works, and I think every time we have a really good match. So yeah, there, there's been a lot of girls that I'm like they're really nice. Um, Devlin Macabre, she is brand new on the scene, but she is she actually she worked Shine this last weekend too. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's, she's so good for being, she's only like five or six matches in or something. And she, I just, I think she's going to be a star. Like I also, I actually have a match coming up with her this weekend at GCW. So we're going to beat the hell out of each other. It's going to be fun.
0: <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm looking at, at the character and then I love how you put it together. Like I said, a lot of girls that they, they, they like, I'm fucking pretty. That's all I need. Right. Like, eh, there's a little more to it, but um what, what do you plan on, on doing with the presentation itself? Are you adding more to it or, or in order for people or offices to say, hey, that's bankable. We can make merch out of this. We mm-hmm. can build upon this. What are you planning on doing on, on expanding the Medusa character?
1: I think when you have a character, I think that you have to continuously expand it and grow it because mm-hmm. if not, you're gonna become stale you're going to become boring and no one's going to be interested in you anymore. So, you know, any sort of product that you have, I feel like you have to continuously grow it and expand it. So I'm not sure where it's going to go in the future, but uh, I do know it's going to, it's going to have some changes.
0: You <clears throat> know, in, in this day and age, 2022, and I mean, it's, it's been going, It let me just say, they didn't have it when I was coming up and There was no social media. There's barely an internet. YouTube really wasn't a thing. They're like, you can post a five-minute clip. That's about it. So we weren't putting Mm -hmm. matches and stuff out there. Um, But with the growth of the internet, yeah, granted, you've you've got a global platform to promote yourself on. But you also have a global negative energy coming at you with the comments Mm -hmm. and the bullying. And, oh, you fuck that up, boy. You'll never make it. How do you handle what's going on on the internet, on social media, when it comes to people's negativity towards you, your character and your growth?
1: Well, you have to watch what you say on the internet, like mm. a lot because anything that you say, people will take it and they will twist it into something else. And you're like, well, that's, that is not what I was saying at all. Yeah, it uh, a of context. yeah so you really have to watch what you say. Um, and I don't know, I think it it, the internet, Twitter especially I think Twitter is so toxic and like full of bullying Um, yeah I mean I just honestly I go on there and I I put my little quirky quotes and I do my business and I stay off like that is not for me
0: I'm there with you, and I'm, like I understand people get followings, and like I said, they, they, this cancel culture shit. You got to be careful with everything that you're saying. I saw you like you, you and the girls stole the belts from the hex. You're like, "Yo, fuck the hex, fuck the hex." My, cousin, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, fuck the hex. What she said, I'm like, um. Yeah but you're right you got to be careful out there cuz it's almost like there's a watchful eye with these these uh these okay. cell phones now and video game everybody's like oh let, let me get a video of this and i'm, I'm going to just ruin her career now and you've got to watch yourself while you're out there um like i said when i was running those shows back then i wish i had social media to promote but then just seeing the negativity that's out there, it could have ruined the show. It could have ruined the performance, the spoilers mm-hmm. that were out there. It's, 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 it's just a hot mess. But um, I, I know that, that you know, you, you, um, you've openly said that you had dealt with social anxiety, but you never would see that in your character. I'm, I'm just wondering how you might have overcome that.
1: Oh, it's, if you would have known me for three, even three years ago, I feel like I'm a completely different person. Like, I, oh, goodness, I I can't, I couldn't even imagine myself, like, being, like, cutting promos in front of people, being Uh in front of a crowd, like, it it, like, it gave me so much anxiety, and it scared me to the point that, like, even just thinking about it, I would start panicking, and I just, I'm like, you know what, I'm not gonna let this anxiety rule me. I'm going to do it. And even if I look stupid, that's just the chance that I'm going to take. Um, and yeah, I've, I've, I've overcome a lot. I still get anxiety. Um, but it's, it's, it's gotten a lot better in the last few years.
0: Good man. And, and, you know, I, I've seen, um, I've seen your finisher get stoned and I heard that I was like, "Oh, she's a pothead. That's awesome. I love that." <laughs> but then I was like, "Oh, wait, no. That's that's not what she meant at all." Explain for the viewers out there who haven't seen your finish. I don't even know if I got to see it live in person. T- tell mm-hmm. us about your finisher, Get Stoned.
1: Um. So I actually am probably not going to be doing that finisher anymore. No. Um. I'm changing it. Okay. But it was a choke slam spine buster. Um. And yeah, so I called it Get Stoned because I'm Medusa. I turn my opponents into stone. And a lot of people are like, what do you smoke weed? No, I actually don't. (laughs) It's just it's a play on words and it's funny. But um yeah, I the majority of the opponents that I have are a lot bigger than me. And I can't hit that finish on everyone, and I want to have a finish that I can hit on every single person. So I do have a new finish, but I haven't debuted it yet. So, okay. All right. Good, good. Let's see.
0: All right. it's. it's, it's it. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't debuted it yet, but I, I know that you were working on a finish, um, like a leg drop DDT or something like that. Is, is that what we're talking about?
1: So that was my old finish before Get Stoned. I've been through. Oh, okay, been- okay. Got it. Yeah, um, and then Abaddon started using it um, on AW, that's her finish now. So, which technically I can still use it, but you know, Abaddon's on a much larger scale than me, so I'm like, oh, she can have that, and I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna figure yeah. something out.
0: <laughs> Back in the days, they shit in your bag if, if you use the finish, They're like, oh, hey, all right, I got you. <laughs> <I'm> like,
1: <laughs> it happens.
0: Yeah, it, you know, and, and talking about female wrestling, and, and I, I only bring it up because, like I said, a long time ago, I, I was booker and promoter of, of an NWA territory in New Jersey. And, um, you know, I worked with a lot of female talent, the April Hunters, the Velvet Skies, Jazz, like, like great, great mm-hmm. talent. And I was always an advocate of doing more for them. I'm like, you girls work just as hard as the guys. I, I, I want to put you out there. I want to do an all-girls show. And once word of that got out, before there was a WSU uh, women's superstars on center, whatever the fuck they call that thing. Called, I mm-hmm. Um I would get a lot of heat from the boys saying, Why would you invest money in that? Why would you have more than one female match on the card? You're cheapening the product. And I'm like,
1: what the are you talking about
0: they work just as hard and why would I have one female match in the card if I'm not building contenders and challenges for my champion below the card I need more girls the people want to see more girls who the fuck are you to say that they're cheapening the product and how does that happen what have you have you heard that old school mentality in the locker rooms you've been in and if so not that you're going to become this advocate or this person that goes out fighting for women's wrestling but how do you plan on using your influence to change the game
1: you know i think that wrestling has a lot of misogyny mm-hmm. you know underneath and <clears throat> i don't necessarily think it's like their fault it's just this this was a man's business to begin with and then you know we came in but um <clears throat> you know it's wrong it's definitely wrong and um I, I, I hear it all the time people are like oh well women can't wrestle women's wrestling is bad um but there's a lot of guys who are shitty wrestlers like it, it has nothing to do with gender like I, I watch a lot of men and I'm like you should not be doing this <laughs> so um yeah I mean there's there's less women in the business so maybe we we get a little bit more opportunities to showcase ourselves, possibly, but it, 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 yeah, I just think, yeah. But as
0: a female performer, does it still bother you when you when you get booked on a, on a intergender show, but you're the only female <laughs> match on it? Like, what's the point? Yeah, I love the payday. I'm, I'm, I'm having a match, but if you're not building up somebody for me to fight next month, or well, we don't have a storyline, you mm-hmm. just got two girls in the ring.
1: What's the fucking point? I do hate it, um, but. I go to a lot of shows as well. I don't, I don't want to say I go to a lot of shows, but I do go to shows where they have zero women's matches on the card. So, and I think if you're going to have one, like, okay, so that's a little bit more respectful than zero. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, they definitely should have more than one, but it's, it really pisses me off when I go and there's zero women on your card. Like, there are so many women that you can grab for this show that will work for you and you have none? Why? Why?
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's a fact. And, and I, I, think, I think there's still a lot of growing to do in this business, but I mm-hmm. think the women have come out and said, look, I'm not gonna wait for you to give me the opportunity. I'm gonna kick the door down and steal the opportunity and they have stolen the show, they have out-proven themselves, they have outworked the male wrestlers out there. And like I said, when I saw you in there, I was like, holy shit. Um, just to pick your brain a little bit, I, I know you mentioned earlier that there were a lot of female talents, the Liv Morgans, the pages, who you, you watch, but you've wrestled like a dude. I mean, you see, <laughs> the way you sell, let's talk about that for a minute. Holy shit, the way you, you're not selfish in the ring. You go out there, you put it in, you give them the work and stiff. but when it's their time to shine, holy shit that you sell like a Kurt Henning, like a Dolph Ziggler. You go in there, you bump around the facial expressions, the agony, the reaching for the ropes. The, I can't believe this ref, what the fuck? And it's, it's not fake. It's not like, do it for the crowd. Come on, everybody, cheer, chant, say my name. No, you're doing it because you're trying to fucking win. And I believe I invest so much into that. Who have you studied in the past that say, look, I'm gonna take a little bit of this. I'm gonna steal that. That's a great concept psychologically thinking about it that most people aren't even incorporating their matches. Again, mm-hmm. in these, these guys are in the back even girls sometimes too. Your spot, my spot, all right, get my shit in, finish, take it home. I see you differently. I almost like you're calling it in the ring. What have you studied? Cause I feel like you're very old school when it comes to mentality and the psychology of the business.
1: Um. <clears throat> well, when I was at Team 3D, you know, One of the major um, things that they taught us were you're not in the ring to get your shit over. You're in the ring to get your opponent over. So if if your opponent doesn't look good, then you don't look good. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people maybe don't understand that because, and maybe that's why they're not producing great matches because they want to get in there. They want to get their shit in do all like whatever, la, 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 la. And then they don't really care about, you know, the, the product as a whole that they're producing. It's like, you're, we're, we're working together as a team. And that's, that's just important to me. So I, I, and I want that person to make me look good too. So, no, you know, I'm fun. not gonna. Mm-hmm. When,
0: when I was booking, people were like, how do I get on the show? How do I do it? I was like, ah, I'd send me some stuff. But I would never tell them what I would want to see. What would I get? This is me winning in a squash match. This is me getting my shit in. Here's my five-set moveset. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But what are you doing for your opponent? The people that I would book were the ones who sent me links of them losing the match. But selling for that guy. Yeah, show me your entrance. Show Show me your big finish. Show him. Show me your face when he kicks out of your finisher. Show me how you sell for his finisher. Let me see what you look like after the match, after the one, two, three, you took the L. Show me that. Because because mm-hmm. I know anybody could win, like anybody could be a heel, but try being a fucking baby face, try selling that. <laughs> Sell me on your losses. And they were like, why the fuck would I send you my losses? I look terrible in that match. I'm like, no, you made yourself look terrible. You went in there with fucking boo face because you knew you were losing the match. You didn't give it 100%. I want to see 200% <laughs> in your losses. And and like I said, I, I see that in you. I see you giving so much of yourself that it makes you a better performer. And And again, Kelsey, not blowing smoke up your ass because you're here. Because, listen, I interview tons of people. But I am become such a dedicated fan because of your craft in that ring. You are a fucking workhorse. And, please, I know one day they're going to come calling for you. They're going to want to pluck you out of the indies. And I'm going to have to go pay $150 ringside to see you perform. But protect that character because I'm telling you, they're going to try to water it down and turn you into an entertainer as opposed to the true athlete that you are. Fucking incredible, man. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got, I got a question for you. You're all inked up. Go to the show with mm-hmm. my son. He sees you. I got a 21-year-old daughter. Now she's getting inked on And he goes, and mm-hmm. you look like my daughter. He goes, that looks like Leia. And I'm like, I know. She got the attitude that Leia got, too. I get it. <laughs> but the ink that you have on your arm, I know you were a cover girl for Ink Barbie magazine. Uh-huh. Um, do they each have a story? <laughs> is there meaning behind it? Are you getting more? Does it rep? Do they have anything there that represents your character and your wrestling ability?
1: Um, a lot of it doesn't mean anything. Um, some of it does. So, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I just got them because I wanted it, and these a lot of them are really old. So, like okay. anything from here up mm-hmm. is like. I was probably like 19, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's why these down here are better because <laughs> they're newer. And I actually yeah. you know, went to someone that was good instead of, you know, Joe at the tattoo shop down the street.
0: Right, right, right. But the, the early ones were you like you know, a night out with the friends. Like,
1: yo, let's get tattoos. I, uh,
0: I take that one over How 400. Now, fuck that. Give me, give me the cheap. <laughs> what if- was that like back then?
1: um what what do you mean what was what like I'm just saying like
0: like 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 getting the angst sometimes it comes with a purpose sometimes it comes with a story but then sometimes mm-hmm. like my daughter right now she's like yeah they all have meaning I'm like you haven't even lived life yet guy like what the fuck <laughs> Like, come on. What are, you, what are you telling me about just you're 21
1: fuck out of here just- <laughs> uh, some people are you know some people are weird about tattoos and like if I'm gonna get something on my body like it needs to mean something and it needs to be very emotional to me or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm not like that. I like art. So I'm like, okay. if I think it's pretty, just slap it on me. It's fine. You know, <laughs> but I, I do have tattoos that have a lot of meaning. Like, totally. you know, my mom tattoo, um, hmm. cause you know, she's m- literally the best person in the entire world. I love her so much. Yeah. Um, I have my friend's, kiss um when we were 21 we got each other's kiss tattooed um and she passed away in a car accident about two years after so you know she's she's always there um let's see I have my grandfather's last name tattooed on my foot which hurt like a bitch and I will never get another foot tattoo but um yeah so I have a lot of them that do have meaning but um for the most part they're just uh, I thought it was really cool so slap it on man that's it
0: I'm still trying to figure out like I'm I'm 46 I got no tattoos I would like one but I'm like it gotta like means something like if I want to sit in that Mm -hmm. chair and have this dude just on my I'm like oh it's something I want for the rest of my life I don't want to look in the mirror later Mm -hmm. like what was I thinking man uh." I don't like you know Batista used to have that that, that tribal sun around his belly button I'm sure he regrets that (laughs) shit now (laughs) oh spring break Dave spring break right I got you
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I i know you know it's it's just a it's it's a certain person and how they feel and that's totally yeah. fine i do have you know i i look at my tattoos now and i'm like maybe i should have got something else you know <laughs> but i don't regret it to the point and it's like i hate this so much because I- like nothing is nothing is really ever permanent like mm. if i wanted to i could get it covered up with something like this is a cover up because i hated the tattoo that was underneath it mm. this one is also a cover up um okay. it looks awful and it's probably like my worst tattoo i hate it so much um <clears throat> but there's also like laser remove removal which i've heard hurts really really bad and it's expensive it worse the
0: tattoo <laughs> it's
1: an option it's an option
0: now you you were also a model you've also done gymnastics uh mm-hmm. cheerleading but I also heard that that you had I don't know if you graduated or if if you were just a student there but you'd like uh Paul Mitchell was, yes was it, was it cosmetology or or uh hairstylist in the future
1: is a cosmetology license I went um in 2014 I yes. want to say Um, so I was, I went to Paul Mitchell and I got my license and then I did hair for about uh, two years after that. And, um, like professionally, but I hated it. Um, and it was actually also around the same time that I got into wrestling was when I was working in the salon. And so I would, I would go into work. I would be, you know, blow drying hair and whatever. And then I would just be like, I need to get home before like SmackDown starts. Like, and that, that was my, that was my, um, that's like the only thing I could think about and I would watch it and I would be like, "Wow, these girls are so athletic and they're so beautiful and it would motivate me to go to the gym because I wanted to be just like them. So, um, you know, I, I ended up getting fired from my job, um, because I, I just, I wasn't all in and, um. I think it was like the best thing that ever happened to me because when it, when it happened, I made the decision, like, I hate what I'm doing. I'm coming home every day crying and I want to be doing this. And why, like, why am I, why am I stuck at a job that I hate working nine to five and I want to be, I want to be a wrestler. That's what I want to do. So I moved to Orlando and I started training
0: and, you know, it, it sucks when you're a prisoner in your own mind, when, when you're stuck mm-hmm. in that fucking vault. You're like, how do I get out? Like, you can literally, car and people are like, oh, it's easier said than done. I'm like, facts. It, it is easier said than done. But if you don't take that first step, you're never going to get there. And Correct. shout out to you for, like, seeing an opportunity, going after the opportunity, and then grabbing it by the throat and not letting it go until it <laughs> gave you everything that you wanted. And, man, so proud of you. And, and again, don't know you. Don't don't know what happened before in the past, don't know how the gimmick started, but what I see now, I'm like, that is what we need. I, we need more Kelsey Reagans. And and now I, I hear in all the interviews, Reagan not like the not like the president, but like the exorcist Reagan. You a big <laughs> horror fan?
1: Yes. I'm telling people that no, it's like Reagan from The Exorcist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me some of your favorite horror movies. What would you like to watch?
1: Oh, my goodness. So, my, fav- my favorite movie when I was a baby, like, three and four, was Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: The original I- one? Yes. Okay. I okay.
1: loved Freddy Krueger. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, ironically, I'm terrified of, like, Willy Wonka. So, uh-huh. like, yeah, I hate Willy Wonka. He is so scary. Like, that movie is terrifying. Uh-huh. And another movie that's really, really scary is Wizard of Oz. It really? scares is it because yes. they both
0: got midges? I shouldn't be saying midges. I know that that's a canceled word, but whatever what you want to call them. These little people. All right. I'm short, it, I could say it.
1: It wasn't just yes, but it wasn't just that. It was it was the scarecrow. He mm-hmm. is scary. The tip, like all of them, everyone in that movie is terrifying. Which you're
0: Terrible. cool with burn victims. That's that's cool. You like him? Just like,
1: yeah, Freddie yeah, like, I was like alive, whatever.
0: <laughs> Yo, let me tell you when I was so when I was growing up there were no Disney movies. I had to go see whatever my parents wanted to see, right? So one of the movies that firmly changed my life forever, and it's a masterpiece, was the original George A. Romero, Dawn of the Dead, the one Mm -hmm. that took place in the shopping mall. But as a kid, I was three years old, it's 1978. I see it, blows my mind, but we got there. The movie had already started, so I'm like, yo, can can we stay? to watch the beginning we stayed like you didn't have to leave the theater you just sit there and nobody was checking us she wasn't checking tickets we watched the movie again people start coming in and, and and it was a friday night people just hanging out losing their minds like can't we watch it again we watch it three times in that day we leave i'm in my stroller how did i forget that we're in a shopping mall so i'm thinking everybody around <laughs> me is a fucking zombie you know like oh hey hey back the fuck up
1: <laughs> a couple so weeks later odd.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know if you've seen the original *Salem's Lot*, the Stephen King movie. Seeing no. dead kids float up on my window, nah. Good, <laughs> just. <laughs> but horror today's different, man. Like I try to watch horror, and it's so bad that it almost becomes a comedy.
1: Mm, yeah, um, I feel like I can't. It's a it's a rarity that I watch horror movies that actually scare me. Yeah. Um, for the most part, like I'll, I'll watch them. And enjoy the movie, but it's like, well, I'm not like particularly scared of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I get scared of movies that are um like that trigger claustrophobia. Cause I'm like, I'm really claustrophobic. I hate tiny spaces. So like the descent was one that I'm like, this scared the living shit out of me. And it wasn't the the dead people zombie things. It right. was it was the tight spaces. Um. Nope.
0: You ever seen Buried with Ryan Reynolds? The whole movie he's in a box with a cell phone?
1: Oh no. I, yeah. I literally <laughs> I hate that.
0: I hate that you for 90 minutes you're like, "Ah, uh, is he getting out of there or what?" <laughs> what? i know,
1: not like those movies that you watch that you're like so tense. You're like <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Now it kills like I'm I'm a big mark for the Halloween movies again. That's what I saw back in 78. And I watched Mm -hmm. like the new ones because they're bringing it back. And I guess for old people like me, they're like, Hey, you liked it 40 years ago. This is what happens 40 years later. I'm like, yeah. So take my money now, but I'm watching it. And I'm like, yo, this shit is so bad. (laughs) Come on, man. Like I'm not invested at all. I don't know what the magic was in the seventies and the eighties with horror movies, but yo now it's almost as bad as some of the wrestling that's on TV. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh goodness. I feel like you have to, I don't know. I feel like, we just, uh, like, society gets used to something. Mm-hmm. And then so every time you have to outdo it and go bigger and go bigger. And, you know, maybe the horror movies are just not, they're just not getting bigger. They're not getting bigger and better.
0: But <laughs> well, what is getting bigger and better is your career, Kelsey. And again, I will put you over until I see you. With a contract, whether you're all elite, whether you're on SmackDown and somebody, some some lady of Barbazan's fucking up, somebody's here, like, yo, I gotta go watch Kelsey on SmackDown. Like, <laughs> I'm rooting for you all the way. And whenever you're in Tampa, I'm there to see you work. So shout out to you. Let everybody know where they can catch you, where they can see your matches, where they can hit you up on social media.
1: Um, I am Kelsey Reagan on all social media. Reagan is R-A-E-G-A-N um yeah this weekend i'll be in arcadia florida for uh generation championship wrestling um the weekend after that i'll be in new jersey and that's my new jersey debut with um sf or swf um so yeah
0: yeah hopefully
1: soon to see you on tv wink wink
0: (laughs) (laughs) yo ladies and gentlemen it is kelsey reagan trust me you can thank me later check her out check out some of her most recent matches like I said those are the ones I saw and I'm definitely putting over but this is a future superstar and I'm glad that I got her now because I would hate to have to call the office then like yeah nah not today he's gonna cost you so Kelsey thank you for joining us today and I hope to have you back here again so we can talk some more about your future what you're doing and the success you're having
1: oh of course and when I come back I'll be bigger and better
0: (laughs) oh I know yeah you'll be on tv I'm like so, yeah, listen. oh by the way before we go you got merch right put your get that merch out there
1: uh, merch is kelseyregan.bigcartel.com and you, i'm actually um i'm going to be having new shirts here soon i have a new graphic being worked on so keep your eyes filled for that
0: I, I, i'm i'm getting that shirt soon so if if you see me around gonna be the kelsey reagan (laughs) show going on over here so kelsey again thank you so much for taking some time out and joining us please don't forget us once you're a big superstar and us little people are watching you on the tube but ladies and gentlemen this is the midnight hustle can you dig it i know that you can we're out of here peace can you dig it can you dig
1: it